Hey, welcome to Big Brain Board Gaming. This is Jared again. Uh, it's been a super fun week. I'm recording this episode on the 21st of August, but this has, episode will be out on the 31st. I'm trying to bank up a bunch of episodes before the semester. Uh, on the 31st, I'll be a well studious student and reading a lot of books, staying caught up on homework, only playing board games once to twice a week. This board game week has been an anomaly. I had a board game marathon one night, uh, one day, and then I played board games every single day this week. So I definitely need to find a better balance. It will probably be good for me because I only worked out twice this week. My goal is to try to get to the gym four times a week, but it's okay. Yeah, you need weeks like this to recuperate. And even though I'm kind of dreading the semester, I'm pretty excited about my classes. I think they'll keep me engaged. And if I didn't have school, then board games naturally become better because in comparison, uh, it's just a lot better. So you need that balance. You need fun things to take away from real life, but real life things are good too. Uh, this weekend was pretty fun. Friday, I had a bounce house delivery and pickup. And Sunday, no, not Sunday, Saturday, I also had two or three bounce house deliveries. And I kind of want to do more delivery. I used to do DoorDash back in the day. Uh, I kind of want to do more of that because you're just driving on the open road, driving from the place to place. Uh, you're just listening to albums. I've gotten into this habit of just turning on albums and going places. I was doing some investigation. One of my friend's bands, uh, not his band, but his favorite band is Vampire Weekend. So I was listening to their first and second album. I really love their songs with guitar. Uh, I don't care as much, care for their songs without guitar. But Campus is a really good song. Uh, for for those of you who like indie pop, uh, Vampire, Week, Vampire Weekend is definitely the move for you. Another band that I like, one of my favorite songs this week I found is called Around and Around by The Happy Fits. It's got great guitar. I love the chorus. It's really upbeat. And uh, after this, you should definitely listen to it because it's pretty good. Um, I'm pretty excited for the semester as well. I am feeling a lot more motivated. And I think I have a better handle and balance on gaming. Well, this week, a little bit of an exception. But when I have real life things to do, I, I'm recognizing... The games matter the least. Real life things, once that gets done, then uh, when I'm playing, then I, I don't have to worry. And I'm also living in the present more these days. I love scheduling. And on Sundays, I plan out my weeks. And instead of seeing homework on the schedule and dreading it, just living in the present moment and being like, no, I'm at the gym. I'm working out. I'm enjoying. I'm at work. I'm enjoying. And as long as I'm planning for time to get assignments done, then I don't have to worry. And when those times come, I'll just rep them out real quick. And that seems just like a better way. I don't have to dread doing homework. I don't have to procrastinate because I'm planning time to do it. And so I think that will just be a way better mindset for my workload. I'm planning on working a lot of hours. I have three college classes this semester. So we'll see how it goes. I, I think I can definitely do it, though. Uh, I don't have much going on. My plan is to maybe, my goal is to do at least two podcasts a month. Um, I'm going to do all these pretty soon after. But So yeah, that's that's been this week. Um, 
we're back on Wingspan, episode three. And so this episode, I wanted to take some time, and I had a really good example this week of, I was able to play with some friends I don't play board games with that often. Um, And I just want to go through that example. It worked pristine, my favorite strategy. And I'll also talk about how it didn't work. Sometimes it cannot work at times. So this really revolves around talking cards a lot. I played a game with my friend, friends Brenda and Colton, and it was Colton's first game, and he played super well, and Brenda played super well as well. But I just had a fabulous game. I had 102, Colton had 79, and Brenda had 65. And uh, I, I, I call this concept tuck lines. And I mentioned last episode tucking or the flocked powers. That's when you get to play surplus cards that you have underneath and you get a reward after. All the tucked cards are ten point at one point at the end of the game. I wish they were 10 points. That would be crazy. But you're, you're drawing a lot because a lot of the tucked birds in one row, I like to have one or two birds that are tuck and then draw one because that's a pretty much free cycle. You're able to see a lot of cards. You're also able to, my favorite tuck bird is probably tucking to get an egg because there's birds that are really powerful that you need to discard eggs to get a ton of more resources. Um, so in this game, my f- first turn, I had in my first five cards, I had one that was draw on play. You draw, you draw all the face up cards. And one of the face-up cards was the Killdeer. And the Killdeer's ability is being able to discard one egg to draw two cards. And I was like, ooh, I need to get that. Luckily, I went second. So I Colton took a turn. He played a bird. But I played a bird as well. And I was able to draw the top three because of that on-play effect. And so I had two cards that were decent, but the Killdeer was so good so i planned on it was two food for the face up tray one so i decided to play that immediately and then i only took that one card so i uh, was able to pay for the kill dare right after that and usually i take two to two, two to three cards but don't feel bad about just taking one card if it doesn't work for you if you know you're going to be drawing a lot which i knew i would be by getting that kill dare card uh, then I wasn't worried about the cards I just barely saw. It's only two or three cards that you're missing out on. And especially if they're too expensive or not working with your strategy. The mission card I had that game at the start, I decided to go for the tree nests. And that ended up being great because I was drawing a lot. I was able to get all six. When you have six, then you get seven points at the end of the game. So... Uh, <laughs> It was pretty fun. So my second turn, I was able to play the kill deer in the grasslands row. And from then on, I was able to do the grasslands row super often. And so I was drawing a lot of cards from the kill deer because you can discard cards right away when you're taking that row and you're drawing. So I didn't ever take the draw birds action. I had I oh, I took it one time. 
but that was by the time that was later on in like round three when I needed a boost of cards and it took like four at once from the because I had four birds in that row. But so that boosted my cards because I had a lot of tech, uh, tech cards. Later on, I was drawing and one of the cards I drew was the American Crow that first round. I was able to play the American Crow soon after. And so my row was the Killdeer, which was discarding an egg for two cards. And then the American Crow's ability is discarding an egg to get any food of your choice. So I was taking that one that action so often because I was getting eggs. I was getting all the food I needed and I was spending a lot of eggs. So I knew I would need uh, more uh, more birds in that row to maximize that those turns. And I also needed to get some tucking going because that was a lot of cards. Um, so I, I was looking for, there was one bird that I had that you get to play an egg on any card. So that was helping my eggs just an extra egg every single time I did the grasslands. I had a bird in there that if I tucked a card, then I would lay an egg on it. And I also had the fifth card I put was if I tucked, I drew a new one. So I was getting every single round, every single uh, once I had five birds in that row, I was able to get five eggs because I was cashing in, was cashing in the food sometimes. And then I was able to Tuck, that was another point. So that's six points. I was able to tuck again and get an egg from that. So that's uh, nine points. Then I then a free egg. I I was losing two points because I was discarding two eggs every time, but that's still an eight point uh, difference. And I was able to collect more resources because I was drawing more cards. I was uh, drawing more food to, I had some really big birds on the other rows. And I didn't really have to worry about taking those ones as much. I was just building them up, building them up slowly. You may wonder, like, how was I getting enough food? Uh, Colton and Brenna, they had some strategies where they were using hunting cubes. And I, I noticed that. And I had this free vulture card. And the vulture's effect is once between turns, if someone's hunt succeeds, then you get a food die of your choice. And so they were succeeding probably every other turn, and that was really boosting my food. I didn't have to take the gained food option very often. I took it three times that game. And so of the entire eight, seven, six, five, all of those turns, I only took four that were not the egg laying. And so that, it's pretty it's pretty rare to have a perfect perfect game like that. I was able to one of the last birds I played succeeded my mission of having six tree nests and it also was a when you play it you draw two bonus cards by that point i had 14 birds i had five birds in the um in the uh laying eggs row the grasslands and i also had five in the wetlands and then i had four in the forest row so i one of the bonus cards i drew was uh, one of the cards is pretty cool. It's whatever is whatever is the least, the amount of birds in that row, you get two points for every bird. So I had four times two. That was eight points there. And that was a nice late game one for me. And I had the full successful seven. So I had 15 from bonus points. I got, uh, I tied for first one time in the 
end of goal missions. And then I got first twice and I took second the last round. Colton did really good on the, the last round, taking that away from me. And it was just a really, really perfect game. I had 17 tech points at the end of the game. I had 49 points in birds. That was really great. And I had, I think nine eggs and, uh, it was it was just a really really solid game, um, but let's see what else about that game. Um, I think what really helped me was that once between turns, just getting all that free food from them, and yeah, I had great end of round goals going on. So the pros of this strategy are your turns are highly effective. And I forgot to mention, I was playing birds pretty often. So that those were taking a lot of my turns, which, which is fine. It maximizes your turns for later and whatnot. So it's highly effective. If you maximize, another pro is if you maximize the grassland row, then you get many eggs and you don't have to worry about eggs. And then it feels really fun and all your turns feel super effective. And you're feeling really efficient because you, you don't need to do the other two rows. Now, the cons are it's incredibly lucky to get the kill deer and or a raven and a crow. There's only two birds that let you discard an egg to get two cards, and there's 170. So it's pretty rare seeing one of them. But then you also need to get one of the crows. And getting both, I've, I've only had that. A few times um the american crow only gives you one food there's a ravenous crow or the raven i think that lets you get two food from from that and so if i had that card i i wouldn't have had to take food at all and it would have been a crazy game and then another con is other players may be annoyed on your turns that you're having such a such a great game uh, colton and brenna weren't they were they were really great but I would be annoyed if I saw like a great system and I'd be like, why can I have that? And so I had that great game. I won by a lot and it was like 11. I went over to uh, my other friend's houses that I usually play games with. And I was like, yeah, can we play Wingspan? And I've been trying to play more Wingspan recently just because of this podcast. I've been trying to play test it more. Over the last few days, I've done three digital, uh, two were against Automa. One, one was against bots, and then now I've played two games with real people. So I'm getting back in the swing of it, kind of figuring out everything. And so I really tried to, if I don't see the kill deer or one of those super cards, then I typically still try to maximize the draw birds so I can maybe see those cards or continue to... Drawing birds is probably my favorite action because it gives you so many options uh it didn't work out quite as well i did have a good system but i wasn't winning the end of round goals and ken had a really my friend ken had a really good system going on so he had uh 90 something i had 80 and then my friend ambria had uh 83 i think and so i don't know she had like 73 so it was pretty pretty close um but we it was a it, even if you win wingsman is still just a super chill game that you don't have to uh brain blast every turn 
and every turn there's only four things you can do and uh you bounce from one to another and it's it's just a really chill game that way and so even even if i lost i still felt good about the system i had built even though it uh, i didn't get my end i didn't get my bonuses really i only got three points from that so that's one of the reasons i didn't do as well and but you know that's that's fine you don't do you don't do great every single time you play wingspan um if it was that'd be too easy so it's good to have variety as well like you're not going to get the same cards every time you're not going to get those crazy synergies every time uh, i did play a game this morning and i thought it was really interesting i had the baltimore oriole and typically i stray away from expensive birds but i had a different bird that was a seven pointer and the air the oriole is nine points so i decided to take those because both of them required two cherries and a grub to play and the oriole it, it goes in the forest row and we'll start by that when you when you play it you give all players a cherry and i was playing against the automa the automa doesn't benefit from the things that you give other players so i wasn't worried about the automa getting more points and so i played the baltimore oriole first i had to i had to draw food to get another another cherry but i was able to play it and then i was taking the gain food action just two more times to get the other bird that i had that was two cherries and a grub i had to lay eggs to get to the next row requirement for eggs. But yeah, so I, I was just getting a lot of food. Both uh, That was 16 points in the first four turns. So that was really good. I was, I was taking gain food a lot more, but I was gaining two dice first, and then I was gaining another dice because the dice I had was, uh, the, the power of the second bird I played was the person of the least amount of birds gets another dice cube. And in, I'll explain next week. My plan is for the to explain how to beat the Automa every time. I really learned like what to do to avoid it getting more points. And I'm pretty excited to talk about the Automa. Um, you guys might be think like, you play against the Automa? That's, that's so weird. Doesn't that take forever? And I like it a lot because you can just... It's faster than the bots. It just it's a it's a program turn that uh, it it doesn't have a player mat or anything, but it has a calculator and it just adds points and draws cards and gets points that way. I'll explain its mechanics next episode. But I played you can play games to ten to fifteen minutes if you're really going fast. And so that's how I really I wish I knew more of the names of the cards. I know a few. But you can go really fast, you can get more strategies, and just play the game of Wingspan faster. And so I, I played both of those birds. I was getting the free cherry, a free cube, and I was also getting two dice. So I was getting uh, four food at once, and if I discarded a card, I was getting five. And so that was just really fueling my expensive birds. I, was, I played one that was another three food. It was nine points and uh one of the first water birds i played was the peacock the peacock was giving me a lot of cards it grants all players an extra card off the deck and it's seven points and so i was able to 
just get a lot of resources and get a lot of points from the birds. I wasn't getting a lot of tucked or a lot of eggs because I wasn't maximizing the grassland row. But that, that was fine. Like I had a bunch of points in that and I, I beat the Ottoman hard that time. So that was that was really fun. I've, I've done that a lot, but um, just having solid games without doing that strategy is, strategy is possible for sure. And so the last thing I wanted to talk about, the biggest thing about Wingspan is you get dealt at the start of the game five random bird cards. You get one of each of the food types, the fruit, the seeds, the fish, the rodents, and the invertebrates. I call those grubs. And you also get two bonus cards to choose from. And so this is a really key element. Sometimes you just get dealt nothing great, and so... That's always rough, but usually you have one or two cards that are really decent that kind of coincide with your bonus cards. So you, you take a look at the bonus cards. You can see the end of round goals. I My first objective is try to try to match those up so you're going for the same goal at the same time. You're not dividing your efforts, efforts too much. And so you need to... Uh, Pick, pick birds that you can play early on to make your system better. I usually, I usually try to choose two or three birds that are only one food cost that are different from one another. And that usually works out. Um, sometimes if, if you see the uh, one of the ravens or the crows, or if you see the killdeer or the seagull, the I think it's the California gull is what it's called. Those are the two birds that have the discarding eggs for a lot of cards or food. You take those no matter what early game. Those are the best early game. It's interesting. My friend Colton, on his last turn, he drew the uh, California Raven. And the Raven, later in the game, is worthless because you don't want to burn your eggs that are points later on because you already have a good food system. He personally had... Uh, four or five birds in the gain food action and he was getting a lot of points from his predators and so that was really good um so it, it's just, it's just interesting like the timing of when you get those overpowered cards really makes a difference early game it can be really good but later in the game they can just destroy your points and they aren't that many points in general so it's important to get those early on but uh, the first five cards, yeah, just go for something fun too. If it is if it maybe just get something that's a cute bird that you want in your system quite early on. And never feel bad about keeping just one bird and a lot of food. I like to sometimes draw not overpowered bird, not overpowered, but expensive draw birds, and put that down there, and then just try to go through the deck as fast as you can to see as many good birds that you can that go towards the end of, end of round goals or or or, or whatnot. Uh, I definitely just need to play it a lot more. And if you, if you haven't played Wingspan, you get a lot better from playing against your friends. And luckily, it's a pretty chill game that I think most people will enjoy. So you don't have to worry about begging people to play it. Um, my friend Andrew uh, doesn't like it as much. There's not as much going on as some beefier games I know, but for me, that's just pretty chill. Like, 
you don't have to worry about anything like that. Sorry, this the super loud car outside. I hope y'all don't hear that, but um, I uh, just really love Wingspan that way. And I'm excited to talk about the Automa. The Automa is pretty cool. I'll do a brief introduction about how it works, but it's, it's nice. There's eight different card options and it has a deck to choose from each round around. And it has a cube that sits on it can either go up from its starting end of round goals, and they're all programmed to be balanced round to round from depending on what goal it is. And so it's just really interesting. Like some of the cards have a plus one on the end of round goal, so it goes up. And so the how is really tough because it's really balanced in all the categories. And so sometimes if the categories match each other and are similar enough, then you just cream the automa over and over. But if the end of round goals are different from one another, I just try to focus on the second uh, second to last in the last rounds because you'll never beat it in the first rounds if you go for all of them. Uh, you just have to focus on getting the last round points and hope that's enough. So... Yeah, I also, this uh, today, I created a dedicated big board game, oh, <laughs> big brain board gaming email. It's bigbrainboardgaming at outlook.com. And if you have any questions about Wingspan or any games that you'd like me to cover, uh, my plan is once this Wingspan is done to do a Gaia Project uh, miniseries. I'm kind of excited. I think I'll probably do like 20, 25 minute episodes on each of the factions in Gaia Project. I just got the app version of it. And I'm also playing every week with my friends, playing all of them. So I think I'll be able to get a good grasp of all the different factions and do a lot of research in the forums about how to play them all and um, just give you simple guides. So that'll be a lot. There's 14 factions in Gaia Project. So I'll probably do an introduction or two on how to play Guy Project and what to expect. And then it'll be a long project to go through all 14, but I think that's what a lot of people need. Like, anyway, so I am excited to do that. So feel free to do an email. The email is bigbrainboardgaming at outlook.com. So I'll be looking out for those. And I'm really excited to continue to, to, continue to, to do this podcast, continue doing board games and uh, I really have loved the process of recording these and writing notes about what I want to talk about. And if you guys have any tips or anything, please feel free to email me as well. And uh, let me know what your favorite band is as well. I'm just doing a big song research time right now. I I love my music, but it's getting old a bit. <laughs> so I... I need to do like a purge and go through. I skip a lot of the songs on my playlist and uh, in, in my added songs. Also, let me know. I have Apple Podcasts right now. And it's interesting at work. A lot of my coworkers love Spotify, but I'm an Apple music kind of guy. <laughs> and so, but I'm trying to like, I do like Spotify. It has the podcasts embedded. So let me know, should I switch over to Spotify or should I stay with Apple? Um, it's also, I'm already set up on Apple. 
and I already kind of know their system. So I feel like it also works better. I have an iPhone, and so I think it works better with the iPhone than Spotify. Spotify has a better desktop client than I uh, than Apple. Apple, you have to use the old iTunes client, and it's just gray and white and kind of boring. But Spotify is black and green and has like a color. Uh, co- uh, oh, sorry, co- colorful uh, GUI and so I don't know. Let me know. What do you like Spotify or do you like Apple more? Yeah, just let me know. And you guys uh, continue to play games. Let me know what your favorite board games are as well, and I can get a feel of what people like. And uh, you guys just continue to make big brain turns and keep creating increasing that board game capacity. Thanks. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye.